106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's Johnny. He told me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I love you. I know. Say hello to my little friend. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. Hey, everybody, welcome to Are You Still Watching? This is Chris, got Frank, got Josh, and, uh, Hey, y'all want to say hello? Say hello. Hi. Hi there. We're back. <laughs> um, so I kind of, I made a boo-boo last week. I didn't release the show early for a Patreon. I just threw it out for everybody early. But uh, I think overall, everybody enjoyed it. Uh, what it was a you good show. Think? Quentin, right? That was our last show. Quentin. It was the last one. Oh, and, man. Uh, good show. This week, we got something different for you and where frank's actually going to kind of take the reins a little bit because he's never seen this movie even though uh let me see it came out in october of 2001 but um it's got two superstars in it and um mm, debatable with with okay, Ethan luck one and a half one and a half okay okay <laughs> but before we get to the to the meaty part of the show i just want to say thanks to our patreon our one lone Patreon. He's still there. He's still supporting us. So, shout out to Manuel uh, again. We love you, man. Hey. And then, uh, if you guys want to support the show, there's Patreon. There is simply just sharing the show with everybody, and then you can buy us a coffee. But we change it to buy us a popcorn, and you can give one dollar. You can get five dollars. Totally up to you. But the Patreon actually gets you uh, some cool little merch because I made us fancy, got us a merch store, and then. Um, that's pretty much it for all the, the beginning shenanigans for the show. But anyways, this week our movie is Training Day. And like I said, it came out in October of 2001. Frank's never seen it. Josh and I have seen it a couple times. And um, let me see. In total, it grossed $76.6 million. It had a budget of $45 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did $104.9 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. So it, it made that's amazing. Game. That's pretty good. It's pretty good numbers worldwide, especially worldwide. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. especially for something that's like based that. in America. You know, based on American policing. I guess that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. In the year two thousand one, too. So yeah, mm-hmm. what was it competing against that year? Uh, let me see. And you think of something on the top of your head? What it was competing? Like Lord of the Rings, maybe the Fellowship of the Rings, I believe. Mm-hmm. Let like at see. the box office, what was it competing with? Like, what did they do on the box office? Because it was, I mean, well, we'll get into what I have to say later, but first impression of the movie, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny oh, man, part no is, wonder it made so much. It, it, its rivals were uh, Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase <laughs> 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 from Hell, Barbie and the Nutcracker, Joyride. Uh, Mulholland Drive and Wishmaster 3. Shit, a David Lynch movie. Woo. Yeah. Oh, Tremors 3 came out October 2nd. 
Okay, that that probably took the box off. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I like how it went to the weekend. I was thinking like for the year. I was like, Lord of the Rings, and it was just like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? That didn't come out that weekend. <laughs> I just typed in what came out in October one, and those that was the the contenders, if you will. So. <laughs> I think training day pretty much uh, took that one for sure. I think, yeah, I think outside of Joyride, those other ones were played straight to VHS or DVD or whatever they were. Well, uh, like 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 Mulholland Drive and stuff like that. That's oh, Mulholland Drive, yeah, Mulholland Drive, yeah. That's David Lynch. That's like very niche and like weird. That's with (laughs) Leo, right? That's the one with Leo and Kate Winslet, right? Am I right? Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, okay, okay, got it wrong. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, Revolutionary Road. That's like 2008. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, Training Day was also directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, you guys know him. He, he's uh, his movies are amazing. But um, so Frank, what was your what was your take on it? Since it was the first time that you saw it, my take on it is why did I wait so long to watch it? I mean, <laughs> I, I was telling you before we started recording. Like I've seen the the last bit of that movie where he starts um, giving the speech to the to the crew to the neighborhood. I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and from there. I mean, first off, there's so much quotable quotes in this movie that you could just—I mean, you can't quote them now, but you know, you could okay. quote them. Like, there's some stuff you can't, you shouldn't say, but then there's this stuff like, what, like, put cases on all you bitches. That's a, <laughs> that's a good quote. Um, uh, I loved it. There was—I mean, Denzel was perfect in this movie. I don't know if he got nominated or even recommended to get nominated for, you know, best actor. Maybe he won. Oh, he wanted for this movie. He, he wanted for this role, yes, sir. Okay, well, he deserved it because um, overall, I, I, it's a movie I could probably rewatch two, three more times before I mm-hmm. put it back on the shelf. It's very watchable, and very, like uh, watchable. When we were talking about like we were like, "Oh, training day, training day," and Frank texted me. He's like, "I've never seen it. I thought you were messing with me." And then no, when I found out you were serious, I was like, "One." Don't watch it with your mom. <laughs> and I told him that, like, uh, the other day, like, earlier this week and yesterday, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, Dana, that she was like, Denzel, mm, 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 something about that jacket. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and, uh, th- this is, like, kind of, like, on a really personal level. When I was in high school, I was about 10th grade, I had an English teacher, white woman, and you, I'm not going to get into like race relations, but they could, they confused <laughs> black people all the time. <laughs> and she was like, excuse me, my English teacher. She's like, does anybody tell you you look Den- just like Denzel Washington? And I was like, what? No. And another guy, my classmate, black guy, he was like, what? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. And he goes to like another like. A uh, woman in our class, black woman in our class, and he was like, "Does he look like Denzel?" Hell no. He's he's like getting offended the more he said it. Like I brought this shit up. I'm just sitting there like shrinking in my seat. Like, all right, lady, don't ever compare me to anyone again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like Denzel. But I, I do want to touch on what you said about when we were introducing the movie. Um, the two superstars, I guess. Is that what you call them? Yeah. Is it fair yeah, to? Superstar. I mean. Is Ethan Hawke really a superstar? Mm, an indie superstar. An indie superstar, right? He came out in... Was he in Boyhood? Yeah, it, it, it was filming around... Right? Yeah, filming around okay. that time, too. Yeah, because... Okay. I like Ethan Hawke, but I just don't put him up there on the pedestal of Denzel, which made it work in this movie. 
But mm-hmm. to, to put up to put him up there with that level of acting, I mean, he had to bring out them chopping bit, the acting bits, and he got he got it done right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I just rang him when he said two superstars. I'm like, mm, do I really know Ethan <laughs> outside of uh, the before and after trilogies or Ooh. outside of Boyhood? Beautiful, beautiful films. I honestly think he's a little underrated, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely go with that. Um, I mean, yeah, he's come. I guess. I'm looking at his credits here, and like he's come out in a lot of like B movies or not so well movies. So maybe it's just that he likes to play those roles because I know he's big into uh, the theater as well. Mm-hmm. So it might just be that he wants kind of that I wouldn't say anonymity, but he wants to be able to coast under the radar, make these huge films, and still be able to go to the store and you know go to Whole Foods and get his groceries without getting swarmed like Denzel would. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sure. Um, so where were we, Frank? What, what were you saying about the two superstars? I know you were giving me crap because I called Ethan Hawke a superstar. No, I mean, that didn't, I mean, he's a good actor, but I just wouldn't... If I, like, I asked you, I wanted to ask you, like, okay, we know Denzel totally took this part and oh, ran yeah. with it, made it amazing. Do you? Would you see anybody else playing that Denzel character? Or do you see anybody else playing the Ethan Hawke character? I'm trying to see like recasting if you had to recast them who would you say I have two names I have in mind Josh you want to go first because I need to think about this one. oh man it, it, it's kind of hard for me to start that because like what I was I mentioned earlier before like we started recording I read like originally it was supposed to be like Samuel Jackson and Matt Damon and I was like mm, could I see it like that and it's just like I think it would be not as good, but like different, because like you know, Senior Jack, he he can get like really furious and stuff like that, and just like goes at it. And then like Matt Damon has that whole innocent look, like from Departed. So uh, yeah, I could you know see them working for that and stuff like that. But man, I'm, it's hard. It's hard. I'm like Denzel just completely just takes over this role and stuff. Okay, I, I see Samuel Jackson, of course. He mm-hmm. would have, I mean, he played him that cop in, um, what's that one movie where he's a cop, protect Nick, and I don't know. Uh, but, like, Lakeview Terrence? Terrence, Lakeview Terrence. Yeah. Okay, so I see him playing this role, you know, he played that role. And the other one I would say is Leo. I think Leo could have played the, the Ethan Hawke character pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, what I liked about Denzel, though, is... I don't know when Remember the Titans came out, but from him to go from either to Remember the Titans to this or yeah. this to Remember the Titans, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. And I like it when they, like, when actors do a whole 360 on their on their acting style. Like, if you see whichever one you see, I mean, I don't know which one came first, but it was just, it's just cool to see how Denzel Remember the Titans came first. Yep, okay. 2000. And from that to go to training day, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm, I'm gonna just throw out. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's weird to watch like these uh, really good actors that that have like this like uh, good guy persona, like Tom Hanks when he did Road to Perdition. People's like, oh shit, he's a he's a hitman. Yeah. And, uh, going back like years ago, because uh, I'm a huge uh, Sergio Leone fan, like the Dollar trilogies, and he did another western called Once Upon a Time in America, and they had like Henry Fonda, who was notoriously known for being a good guy. But he's a villain in this. Like, he guns down a kid, and, like, you see, like, his big blue eyes, and you're just like, oh, shit, Henry Fonda just killed the kid. 
that's what it feels like watching Denzel <laughs> be this guy and stuff like that. He was like, like, for instance, like, it's like, remember the Titans, Philadelphia, Malcolm X being this corrupt guy. And uh, I just got like some little like information just to share about his character, Alonzo Harris. Like he grew out the goatee. It's his character is loosely based on a, a former LAPD police officer named Rafael Perez, a Puerto Rican guy. He was in the crash task force and like he was involved in the rampart scandal. So like this is like little info this is like little inside information that kind of enriches the movie a little bit more like that. Like it's like 2001. It's after the 90s. Like, you know, people think in the LAPD are very corrupt because this is what they saw. Like even in the movie, like he, when uh Ethan House beats up like the crackheads and Denzel was like, Oh, I saw you using that chokehold. I thought that was illegal, and he's laughing about it. <laughs> And he was like, oh, man, this ain't the 90s no more. You know, you, you can get reported. So, like, you know, like the uh, the rapper scandal, that was like police corruption. That was like unprovoked beatings, unprovoked shootings, planting evidence, stealing, selling drugs, bank robbery. Uh, Perez shot and framed a man. He stole at least 800000 worth of cocaine from the LAPD evidence locker. He's been accused of being a blood. He's been accused of killing Biggie. On behalf of Suge Knight, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, like this is all of that comes into it, like, like even like the Monte Carlos, like the car that Denzel drives, the uh, the license plate that says like uh, O P, uh, I got O R P nine uh, nine six seven, like I, I read that stands for Officer Rafael Perez nineteen sixty seven, like the year and stuff Ooh, like that, like little, yeah, like it goes like really into it and stuff like that. So he just bring in like the the show The Shield, Vic Mackey's also loosely based on Rafael Perez. And do you guys remember like San Andres? Yeah, the officer in there, Officer Tenny, mm, okay. uh, <laughs> Tenny Penny, something like that. Like you know, he kind of would have. Some people think like he might have been based on that and stuff like that because like in the game, like in the sh- uh, the game, like he's in the gang and like he's very dangerous and stuff like that. So yeah, it it's bringing all of that like into this role and stuff like that. Like they took that and I, I think like it very it, it adds like a very nice detail to it because it's just like you're reading about the police being corrupt and here goes Denzel just like fucking basically playing the devil trying to take. Ethan Hawke's soul and stuff like that. Like it's a part in the movie where he's like, I work. He's like, I, I walk a different path, brother. And he's like, What you mean? He's like, Stick with me, and I can open up all the doors. And it's just like, Oh shit. Well, they tell him after he kill or sorry, allegedly kills um, the Sandman, right? <laughs> yep. Yes. <clears throat> um, what's cool about it? Um, what do you call it? Doctor Dre's in it. <laughs> I saw Dr. Dre. I was like, "Wait, what?" There's cornrows and <laughs> Ethan Hawke punched Dr. Dre. <laughs> um, I think they could have. I don't know why Dr. Dre was an option on the table, but I think he kind of underperformed his part. Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't know his 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 part seemed forced. He didn't seem comfortable with that role. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So, yeah, I I could see that a little bit and stuff like that, but I thought it was okay. Uh, it was small, but maybe, like, your dad, motherfucker, like, that part, like, yeah, 
And it, it, it definitely is like some parts and stuff like that where it felt like like Denzel was going like it's a very over the top performance. And probably a lot of improv too thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the the King. I'm very. I'm glad you brought that up. The King Kong part was improvised. The part where he pulls out like the two guns, like where he's like at the crackhead, and he was like, "What you want me to suck your dick?" And like he's like has the guns. He's sharpening them like the knives. Also improvised and stuff like that. Uh, he impro- he he came up with the ending. He he thought like you know like this is a very violent, corrupt man and stuff like that. It wouldn't be right unless he got a very violent death. And to me, that made the movie even better. Okay. Um, a little bit I want to talk about that, but I don't know. We can get to that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about the ending later. Sorry, my Wi-Fi keeps dipping in and out, so... Yeah, no problem. I hope you guys can keep talking without me, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw the text message. I was like, all right, let's just keep, let's keep it going. It's, it's fucking pissed me off, man. Sorry, guys. Um, so... Training day on Rotten Tomatoes got a 73% on the tomato meter, but Whoa. on the audience score got an 89. Mm-hmm. Dang. What do you guys think about that? Bad, bad score. Yeah. I think Josh talking about Justice League. Man, we are not <laughs> we are not going to get into that. But well, okay, I'm not gonna talk about that. I'll talk around that, but you know. <laughs> A lot of people don't really know how to, to like, don't understand Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not going to make it seem like I'm that guy and I'm going to man, man explain everything. But Rotten Tomato, it it basically, like, if Frank gives something to eight and I give something to six, they're both count as fresh. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's Rotten Tomatoes, like, how they created things and stuff like that, like, it, I could be like, yeah, it's passable, and Frank could be like, it's a masterpiece, and they're just like, fuck it, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, that's what they're so like that. So whenever it's like a big superhero movie, and like I, I love when people come on, they be like, because I'm more like a media critic guy. Media critic is like zero to a hundred, and like you be like, all right, fifty three, and you read it, you like, oh okay, or well, this guy gave it a seventy. So Rotten Tomato doesn't work like that. So, but. Read some of them reviews that are like listen is positive. You'd be like, how the fuck is this positive? This is clearly <laughs> this, this guy just shrugged and he was like, not not that bad. But yeah, I could I could see it like being uh maybe 80s and stuff like that. Because I understand like plot-wise and stuff like that, it's pretty decent, but like it, it's one of the moves like the performance is just like elevated up a level. Like like you're talking about like you literally see Denzel take this fucking movie from Ethan Hawke just like this shit is mines. That's mines. This is mines. There are like numerous scenes where he did, like uh, when they get in the car and he was like, "Is the office back at the w- Division One?" He's like, "Nope, you in the office." And he starts playing that Steel Dre. Like you, the look on Ethan Hawke's face is just like, "What the fuck did I just get into?" <laughs> I think the uh, thing that I loved about it the most was that Denzel's character is he's harsh. But it's also like it's very so quick background. Like I grew up around cops and shit and Mm. I had girlfriends whose dads were like assistant chiefs. And I've heard a ton of shit about crooked cops, about good cops, about okay cops. And like I saw like I, I remember some of the stories growing up and I saw that in Denzel's character. But then I saw it in Ethan's character. So they they played the character so freaking well, you know. Ethan Hawke being the the rookie and everybody calm. You a rookie, huh? 
<laughs> and he's like, "Ma'am, give me a break." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, like, I I thought it was a fucking masterpiece, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I really enjoyed it. Ethan Hawke to me was amazing in this because before that, I don't really remember him in much, but oh. Denzel, you saw him in uh, Remember the Titans, and he just he just kept growing from there. But um. I know I liked it, and then the fact that they took it and they shot it well for it supposed to be a one day thing, it progressed so well from morning to night to let me shoot you in the ass, and then you're gonna go get shot by the Russians. <laughs> like it was so well shot that I, I loved it. Like it's one of my favorite movies uh, timeline wise because it's so well done. The lighting is almost almost perfect. There's a couple scenes where I'm like, wait a minute. That it's no, that's not the right time. But you know, I don't, I don't hit it hard like that because it's a movie. Like you should enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's story wise, it's a great story. It really immerses you in both characters, and you really you feel bad for Jake Hoyt at times. Like you feel yeah. bad for the guy. Man. Yeah. Uh, and the more the more times I rewatch it, like the better Ethan Hawke. Like Denzel's performance is great from the first time oh, you yeah. watch it. To the last time, but Ethan, how he was like, man, he he he's the he's the moral of the movie and stuff. Like like this is a man like he he he's very ambitious. He wants to get this promotion and stuff. Because he was like, well, why you want to be a narc? And he's like, well, I want to permit, I want to uh, you know protect my community. Why you really want to be a narc? He, well, you know, I want to make detectives. That's that's a very noble and ambitious goal and stuff like that. And he's just like, and Denzel's just like, all right, well, I know what you want. And I'm offering it to you, or you're gonna walk down this path with me. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawks is just like, yeah, I'll kind of. Cause there are some times in the movie, like when he gives him the pipe to smoke and stuff like that, and it's like angel dust. <laughs> yeah, fucking him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it was just like it, it, his performance is like it grows on every rewatch and like. I, just hearing Frank saying like he's gonna watch it like multiple times, like that makes me feel good because that's how you know it's a good movie. Like something you can rewatch and still pick up on things and stuff. Like uh the scene when Jake jumps out the car to go stop the two uh like crackheads from like raping the girl and stuff like that. Like that part when Denzel just walks up and he's looking at him, beating him, he's like he's fucking sizing him up and shit like that. Like that I was like, what the fuck? He's he's just looking, he's just like, all right, is he gonna fuck him up and stuff like that? And he's just like, let me. He's just like, let me see what this guy got. And then like Denzel just like comes in and takes over the scene. And he was just like, you ever been to the booty house? <laughs> he's like, suck it's a my great dick. dynamic, man. Yeah, he's like, suck my dick, bitch. Yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> it's a really good dynamic, and like you, you almost believe that Ethan Hawke is really a rookie, <laughs> and he doesn't let Denzel finish his fucking paper. <laughs> So he's got to tell a story, and the story is shit. Like, you're all, we're all hoping for a good story, and the only thing that Alonzo is concerned with is, did you fuck her? <laughs> I, 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 I felt bad for, for Jake Hoyt at that moment. His face just said, like, ah, oh, damn, I thought that was a cool story. I guess not. It's just like, no. He's so, Denzel is so charismatic. It's like, he's a bad guy, but you still trust him? 
He's a good bad guy. Yes, and he was like, in order to catch a wolf, you gotta be a wolf. And you think it's yourself. He's like, oh my god, that's that's brilliant fucking logic. And then like, you know, you you see him like let two crackheads that tried to rape a girl go free. He fucking like stabbed Snoop Dogg in a throat for the drugs and stuff like that. Like basically to get a legal warrant and stuff like that. And it's another scene that I never thought about till like I was reading about. So that the three wise men scene where he goes and he meets the guys at the restaurant, that scene shows oh, yeah, yeah. that there are people above him that knows the shit that he's doing and they're allowing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, funny you said that. I mean, I had a question for you. But mm-hmm. thing, um, the reason why the Russians are after him. Because mm-hmm. he killed someone. He killed one of theirs, right? Yeah. Oh, well, my, my question, I thought he beat him up. No, he killed one. He actually killed yeah, one. That's what they yeah, said. he beat him. He beat him to death. That's yeah, what he beat him oh, to death. Okay. okay. So what my question was, I mean, this is based off of you know the the Denzel's characters. You know, he looks like a guy. He's with Eva Mendes. You know, he likes to have fun. <laughs> it seems like he likes to have fun. So did he go to Vegas as an on a on a work trip or did he go on a fun trip? And why do these Russians want to? I mean, I know he kills him, but. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. I, I just didn't understand that part. I honestly thought it was a fun trip, and the character Alonzo is such a untouchable kind of dude. Like you see him going to the hood, mm-hmm. and you see him just walking. He waltzes in, and you know this is his hood. So I think he felt like he could do that wherever he went. So going to Vegas, somebody fucking with him, talking shit. It just it turned sideways real quick, and. He he messed up. He hit somebody and he killed somebody that he shouldn't have touched. And so that's I think where Alonzo messed up. He, he's not untouchable, and yeah. the Russians just kind of prove it. Yeah, nice. Chris hit it. Yeah, Chris put it perfect and stuff like that. Because uh, my head cannon, like you just said, about this is just me going off of what I think and stuff like that about that. Like you said, like he went. He's, uh, you know, having fun. He's probably losing, mad, maybe been drinking. Guys talking shit, and he was just like, man, fuck this guy. He goes, he, you know, beats him up too bad, he ends up killing him. And they pretty much have, like, a red light, a green light on him. And the guys at the, the guys there tell him, they were like, yo, they were like, yo uh, we can't protect you. We don't want to see you. And just like what Chris just said, he's untouchable. And he was like, nah, it's an easy fix. It's like, what the fuck, dude? You got to pay a million dollars to a fucking mob. That is not an easy fix. <laughs> but he had the money. But Ethan yeah, Hawk he killed his little... best friend. Yeah. Well, Ethan Hawke being a little jerk didn't let him take the money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for, for, that jerk for, shot him in the ass too, okay? <laughs> hilarious scene. Like, <laughs> from the fight to that, all of that, he was like, he's like, like, play, like player to player, pimp to pimp. I don't think you do it. I'm going to grab that gun and I'm going to grab that, I'm going to get that money. He's like, you going to shoot me in the back? So, you know what they do to people like you? They put you in the gas chamber. You know what that smells like? Pine oil. You go on a pine oil heaven, then bam, right in the ass. It's like, you shot me in the ass. Uh, yeah. And then, uh. and after that, he becomes real desperate. He's like, Jake, give me that money. Give me that money. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> quotable movie. Very quotable movie. So I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret real quick. Uh, no shit. I didn't know that Macy Gray was in the movie until. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the, she was the, the, the wife or somebody. Yeah. Well, Sandman. 
Yeah, same man's wife. Smoking yeah. a cigarette with those big ass nails. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes. Shoot, they still have my money. Shoot them and like the car won't start and like Ethan Hawke's freaking out. And I, I would too. I'm not gonna lie. I would too. I'm in a car getting shot at him. What the fuck? And he's like, calm the fuck down. Stay in the car. And he gets out and he's like double blasting. He's like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I was just like, damn, I was just like, this is crazy. And uh, you know the the apartment that he goes to where he goes to see Eva Mendez, who was, I found out, 27 in this movie and thought about gave up acting. I'm glad she stuck this shit out. Amen. And those, <laughs> those are really, like, real apartments and stuff like that. They're the um, imperial courts and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Antoine Fuqua had to get permission, like, from fucking gangs to shoot there. <laughs> Like, imagine getting a permit to shoot somewhere and, like, the people there was like, this don't mean shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you paid for this? Okay, that's cool. You got to pay us, too. So, he had the Rolling 60 Crips, the the PJ Watts Crips, the PB Stone, which is a blood set. Like, there are the people, like, you see, like, on the rooftops and in the backgrounds and stuff like that. And, you know, the guy, uh, Bones, like, the one that puts, like, the gun on it and stuff. Like he puts oh, like the gun down, and he's like, we, he's like, you got to do your own work around here. Yeah, yeah. Walmart Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That that, <laughs> that guy's like really. Uh, he he's an actor. He's an activist. He and, and he's a you know a, a gang member too. Uh, That's cool though. Sherrod Sloan, yeah. And uh, he's a member of the Anthem Park Bloods. He works to reform gang culture and gang violence from the inside. I'm, Okay. Don't know how that works, but yeah, that's that's what my man does. Yeah, yeah, he pops up in like Brooklyn Finest and like some uh, you know other stuff. But yeah, he he he's in it, and you know he's doing work and stuff like that. So shout out to him. Nice. Okay, so quick question: Do you guys think the pigeon guy is really a guy <laughs> in the hood? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I think <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, what the fuck are you? What the fuck are you going? Hey, me and Frank work in the Northeast, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Besides going off of that, um, did you realize Terry Crews was in this movie? Dude, uh, it took me a couple times watching to realize that that was Terry Crews. Yeah, I saw it at the end, when, and that's when I asked you guys, "Well, oh, Terry Crews is his first flick?" And yeah, you guys did. <laughs> Confirmed that it was his, one of his first roles. He was mm-hmm. uncredited, actually, in this movie. Yeah, he's not even in the list. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so. This is a long way from Terry from Brooklyn Nine-Nine that loves his twin girls. This dude looks fucking threatening. I think in every scene, he doesn't have a shirt. He's just, like, big and small. <laughs> and, then, yeah, like, like watching this, he's just like, oh, shit, Terry Crews is 6'2", 250. Like, this motherfucker is scary as fuck like now like he's dancing and like you know like uh, doing like uh i forgot like some of the shows that he does and stuff like that very friendly you know family man and stuff like that but yeah Ted Ter- Cruz is very threatening looking in this movie dude he does that old spice commercial where he uses his muscles to play the fucking music <laughs> <laughs> not training day Terry. <laughs> Trying to Cruz just looks there and he's just like like fucking the the thunder from his claps is what scares the pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> like, pow, pow, pow. 
But you see that? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like people like that, like that make these funny roles that go into a movie like this. Well, you went mm-hmm. from this movie to those roles. So it's just crazy seeing how actors can adapt so well to like mm-hmm. their role. I mean, that's I, don't, I just think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like good, ex- good, good example for that. I mean, off topic. A good example of that is Robin Williams in One Hour Photo. Good point. True. Good point. See One Hour Photo. He's not no Mrs. Delphire. He's not no no kids or anything like that. Not kids. Uh, with toys. He's an actual like creep in One mm-hmm. Hour Photo. So, so I like I'll him. be honest. It took me forever to watch that movie because I didn't want to see Robin Williams as a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like him in Insomnia. That was a good one too. He's like a serial killer and stuff. Like, well, not well. Yeah, I guess you can call him a serial killer. I mean, if you kill like multiple people in a short amount of time, you get that label. He's really good in Bicentennial Man too. <laughs> what he is? He's a robot. I'm, I'm not speaking on that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Jumping back into like you know training day, training day, yeah, like like Denzel is just oh man, he's just an amazing actor, and then it's like just to like you you see him do really horrible shit, and you still just like well he's doing he is doing it for the greater good, and then you just like what wait what the fuck am I talking the greater good he just murdered a guy and stole his money. <laughs> and he and he justifies it. He's like he's like I he's like I watched that motherfucker operate with impunity for over ten years. He's like he sold dope, and he's just like, but you still just killed him. What was your favorite scene from that movie? Hmm. Uh, Mine would get, probably have to be the end. Yeah. That, uh, can, can I can I can I get two? What? Go for it. Well, uh, when he's beating up the. The crackheads and he pulls out the guns and he's like sharpening them like they're knives. I love that part. And he was like, "You told me to suck your dick." <laughs> that and when they're taking the money from Macy Gray's house and he gets into like the shootout. I didn't know what he was doing at the at that time. Mm-hmm. It so took you me gotta a while be to quick with it. it. You gotta you gotta see him put the money in there in the mirror, and it's a second, and then you miss it. Yeah, and like you kind of see him like. Like going around doing like, the, like it's a very gritty LA move. This is gonna sound like a little like fucked up, but I'm just saying stuff like that. But like the Hispanic gangs in like this movie scared the fuck out of me. Like they, all gangs <laughs> in this movie scared. But yeah, they, when they go to like uh, Smiling in them house, I was like, get the fuck out of there. No <laughs> good a- is coming from this. Speaking of that, that was a good scene. I like that scene too. I think it really that's- touches. <laughs> And like how respectful and uh, you know mm-hmm. Mexican culture has towards people mm-hmm. that save their family, mm-hmm. um, really cool. And, and that's what saved his life. You know that mm-hmm. little split yeah. second seeing this uh, this young girl about to get raped. That's what saved his life. And what's so and, cool about that is like foretelling that hey, good cops are there and good cops will help out too. Good point. Good point, Frank. That's what I said. We're, we're like yeah, I was like. Uh, this is like a movie that I seen like definitely when I was like younger and I saw it like over the time growing up where like I didn't really notice little things. So like Frank is offering a great perspective and stuff that he's picking up on things that I didn't even see. Like it made me go back and like seeing stuff like, you know, like uh, like when he asked him, like, do you speak Spanish? And he was like, no, he's like, you better learn that. 
And then when mm-hmm. he get when he's getting into the car, he's on the phone with them, and he's like, "Yo, make sure the tub is clean." Yeah. And he's just like, "Damn, picking up on little stuff like that." And he was like, "You've been playing." And Ethan Hawke tells him, "He was like, you've been planning this all day." And he's like, "I've been planning this all week." And that's how you know and stuff like that. Like like he said, this shit is this shit is chess, not checkers. And like he he's been doing this shit. He has it all. Like I, I'm not really too sure. Like if he, I think I think he has a fail safe. Like part of him wants Ethan Hawke to come and join the team and stuff like that. And like and then, you know like when Ethan Hawke doesn't take the money, that's like okay, you know that's that's this and that and stuff like that. And there are other little scenes out the movie where Ethan Hawke is showing that he's not going to be this bad guy. He's just like, well, you know, well, I, I got this fail safe. These guys, they'll kill you. So do you think Denzel had it in his mind that he was going to kill Ethan Hawke the whole movie? Or do you think he was trying to recruit him? And when he said, when he basically turned down the money, basically he turned down the money. Yeah. I, uh, and that's what, I think that's when it flipped. When he, once yeah. he turned down the money and he didn't want to kill um, the, the, that guy. Mm-hmm. His friend, I think that's when Denzel flipped, and he's like, you know what? Let's, turn, let's throw an audible here. Let's get this guy killed because I don't trust this guy anymore. Yeah, like I said, like I, I think, like you know, he had like like fail safe throughout the whole movie. Like when he when he gets him to smoke, the angel does, and he was like, he's like, if they, or after he killed Sandman, he was like, you shot him. I got other people saying you shot him. They're gonna they're gonna check your piss, and they're gonna find out you got drugs in you. Yeah. So that's that. It's like go along or this will happen. And then, like, towards the end, it's like, go along or this will happen. But I don't think he, because I don't think he saw, he sees Ethan Hawk picks up the wallet. I think, yeah. like, uh, if I go back and look at this scene, he's, like, walking away. Because Ethan Hawk is about to walk away, and he looks, and he picks it up. And, uh, and, and you know, like, it's a movie, so it's, like, a lot of, like, coincidence that happens and stuff like that. Like, before he gets his head blown off, the dude's like, hold on, let me check his, let me, you know, check his wallet. And if you look, the guy's like, wait a minute, is this your cook? He still has the money in his head. Like, the guy still took the fucking money. <laughs> like, little details like that. He was like, yo, home, ain't this your cousin? He has the money. It's like, And, like, before, like, it cuts, you see him, like, slowly going towards his pocket, and then when the camera, it cuts back to him, it's no money in his hand. That money didn't go back in that fucking wallet. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, oh. Does anybody know? Uh, have you got your shit pushed in me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that means like, like, oh, yeah. like, I mean, uh, pretty, yeah, yeah pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I hope it don't mean what I want, but like how he was holding his ankle in that in that tub, I was like, <laughs> I was, I'm just like, I oh, don't know, man. Uh, but uh, quick question, quick, quick question. Do you want to go to jail? Or do you want to go home? <laughs> um, that's that was said throughout the whole movie. Good, good little uh, pickup there because I thought it was a good. It's like a tagline, basically. Yeah. They could use really that as your tagline, huh? It really was though. Like, yeah, what was your tagline? Do you want to go to it's jail? It's a recurring thing in so many scenes. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like that. That was the that was the theme of the movie. Because there were so many instances where they can go to jail or they can go home. Yeah. The scene with the crackheads, you know, Ethan taking the money or not. Did he shoot the guy or not? Did he smoke the PCP? Did, there's so much shit that just kind of ties back to that. That mm-hmm. Whoever wrote this deserves a fucking high five because 
goddamn, like they tied so much in from beginning to end to middle to end. Like it was, it's very well written. I love it. David, David Ayers. Was it nominated for Best Picture? Uh, I, I believe so. Me. Let me check. Who won that? But, year? but yeah, who it, was it, the competition it, it, it was David Ayers that wrote an end of watch, Street Kings. Mm, okay. Mm. This, I mean, this is potential to be Best Picture. So I'll give you guys some insight too. Like when I watched this movie, my dad was in the police academy, so I didn't know if my dad was going to be a Denzel or an Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Just look, uh, uh, my brother's like finishing up his first year as being like a uh, police. I mean, I was fucking with him yesterday. I was like, mm, I'm seeing your, uh, I'm seeing your origin story, Alonzo, and he was like, what? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just never, you, know, like, you never know. <laughs> Nah, nah, he's gonna be an Ethan. <laughs> so we're looking for what's trending nominated for writing. Academy. Right? No, best okay. picture. Best picture. For I, I, best picture. I, I, I want to say maybe Traffic won that year. Oh, Brad, Traffic was a good movie too. Yeah. With Brad Pitt. And this 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 Academy Award question could lead into our next question that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, while Chris is looking it up, I'm gonna just throw out some like some more like little trivia that I know and stuff like that. You know, like that coffee shop they were in. Yes, you've seen that coffee shop before. It's in Seven, same coffee shop. Oh, okay, yeah. And really, a lot of these places look familiar. Like I'm mm-hmm. guessing, I'm guessing they're in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of like the the the, the neighborhood. It has to be shot somewhere else. I've seen that neighborhood somewhere too. I'm like David Ayers. He he really knows how to get like that gritty LA setting going. This is taking forever to look up, and it's only giving me winners, y'all. I got you. That's okay. Uh, You said you had a question, Frank. Um, about the Academy Awards. Let's go. So, okay. Let me. Well, okay. I got I got the the. I asked him. Mm-hmm. So, 2001. I'm guessing that's when this. Let's see. It'd be the 2002 Oscars, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the 2002 Oscars. Yeah, so we got Moulin Rouge, Lord of the yeah. Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, wow. In the yeah, Bedroom, yeah. Gosford Park, and The Beautiful Mind. But nothing Ooh. from Training Day? No Training Day. Wow. Well... I mean, in the bedroom. Has any of you guys ever seen that? Uh, I think I've seen a little bit of. I know it's like Todd's Fields, who's a pretty good filmmaker too. Like, look, I, I've seen Little Children. He's also the guy that plays the piano in Eyes Wide Shut. And this is this is really good, Josh, because you know you say that Denzel Washington basically took this movie from. Yep. Um, Ethan Hawke. Well, as the Academy, Ethan Hawke was actually nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he lost. I think I read somewhere, like, in the beginning, like, he was supposed to be, like, the main character. I wish I could find I remember reading that, like, a, like years ago. Like, this was supposed to be, like, he was supposed to be the main <laughs> role. And it's like, and, like, Denzel just kind of just, like, takes the movie from him and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, I, I definitely could see that, like, you know, him being uh, supporting acting and stuff like that. But, I'm glad since we went over like Ryan Tomatoes, I'll give, go over like the Academy again. Like, I'm not trying to like explain things. This is just like how I feel and like from reading. 
the best way to judge a film is just like anything in life is with time. Like something mm-hmm. like you have seen movies like that have been like brilliant that first time you watched it years later, you'd be like, What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Are you like that one best pe-? like I'll give you an example? Crash. I saw Crash in 2004. Mm. I was like, ooh, this is pretty good. Crash. I don't even fucking want to touch Crash now. Brokeback Mountain, the masterpiece that year. That should have won the freaking it that was a really won. good a movie. It was. But I'm not gonna Touch, we're not talking about Academy Awards, but yeah, we'll, we'll get back. I do we'll have get a question. Ahead. I do have a mm-hmm. question on Academy Awards for you guys. Anything else on uh, training day we want to discuss before I get into my question? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene? Yeah. Or Zoli's favorite scene? My favorite scene I said was um the ending where Denzel gives the King Kong speech. Uh huh. I like okay. that scene, and I like the diner scene because that's where you get your <laughs> first introduction to Denzel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get your like okay Denzel's gonna be this kind of character in this movie he's gonna be this badass and you know that doesn't take shit with no one mm-hmm. and makes him pay the bill with a joke you know? <laughs> so so I like those two scenes cause you know the ending and if you think about it my two scenes is you get the introduction of Denzel and then you got mm-hmm. the the ending of Denzel basically Ooh. cause once he once he lost that the money to Ethan that's when uh-huh. basically we knew he was dead he was yeah. a good guy after that. That's very true. So, but that's why I guess those are my two favorite scenes. What about you, Chris? I'm going with the uh, the crackhead scene in the alley. Okay. And then the scene that ties that back in the table where they're playing cards. Okay. Because yeah. the banter back and forth was really well done as well. It got scary fucking quick. Fuck yeah, yeah. my hands were sweaty, bro. <laughs> Like, it, you know, they're, they're fucking with him. They're like, oh, how long you been a pig? Oh, I mean, police officer. And he was like, well, let me see your gun. He was like, my nine. He was like, like this? And he's holding up a fucking nine. I was like, oh, time for me to get the fuck out of here. But, yeah. And if you think about it, the, the, the alley scene where Denzel, you get another peek at Denzel's character. Where he doesn't do anything to those two guys that tried to rape the... <laughs> so now you kind of know, I mean, you know what kind of person Denzel is. Uh-huh. And like I said, I think when he flipped the switch was when he, Ethan Hawke didn't take the money. Mm-hmm. I think that's when Denzel knew mm-hmm. that he was going to kill this guy. But yeah, I, I would say like definitely before you like do a, uh, a rewatch, Google Rafael Perez, like that cop. And, like, it it adds so much little extra details to the movie, like knowing like that whole 90s, like after the Rodney King uh, uh, beating, the O.J. Simpson verdict and stuff like that. Like, you, you know, like the uh, how... Uh, how corrupt the LAPD was, and you know, some people say still to this day, because you remember that, like when he shows him like the tattoo, and he was like, "Get your ink up," and it's like mm-hmm. a gang tat and stuff like that. And I rem- I don't know if you guys remember, so it was like a story last year about like it being said about like LAPD having gang, well, or, like being in gangs and stuff like that. Like you can, it, it it's. I want to say it's like Linwood, something California. Like they don't have a police station no more because the fucking police was the gang. <laughs> God damn, man. So yeah, like definitely like that. That to me like makes the movie like a richer experience and stuff like that. Like you can see like damn, you, I see why these people are more afraid of fucking police than anything. And yeah, <laughs> I guess I would say just Google that, and I was like, you just be like, what the fuck. <laughs> I, I, I want to 
like cover our bases everywhere because we always get a comment. Oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? So I'm also <laughs> like looking shit up on the side while trying to like go back and forth with you guys. But Who no, would you I say think... that a lot of people have seen this movie. Yeah. 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 People yeah. were shocked that I haven't seen it. A lot yeah. of people were saying like, like you've never seen that movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's always been on my queue to watch. It's just mm-hmm. it's something I haven't pressed play on yet. So like, Frank, I'll go back and watch this. What's up? What made you kind of standoffish about it? I just, I guess because I've seen bits and pieces and I knew what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I could tell you, I've seen the ending of that movie so many times because I always catch it on TV. And I just, you know, I've seen the ending, you know, you know, I know Denzel's going to die. So I'm like, oh, why am I going to watch a whole movie? <laughs> um, that's what made me standoffish about it. Mm-hmm. Just because okay. I've seen parts and it's a movie that always comes out on usa network you know yes always comes out on tnt Mm -hmm. um i've probably seen the censored version if i did see the movie it's probably a censored version more but (laughs) king king kong ain't got squat on me or something like that (laughs) 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 you told me to suck your toe what (laughs) i love those movies those tv edits (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's always like a completely different voice that doesn't match <laughs> so quick question did you all know that there was a TV series called Training Day yes I knew that yeah and it had one season yeah because yeah. uh, Bill was it Bill Pax? Pax? yeah he, he passed away yeah so I was, I was like, we, we trust me. I was like, we can be talking about Bill Paxton for another like fifteen minutes right oh, here and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like yeah. fucking, uh, I know he was in uh, Terminator. He was like kind of like the punk kid. But my uh, he was in uh, Aliens. But my favorite is in True Lies. But he's like the squirmy car salesman pretending to be a spy. Please don't shoot me. I got a little <laughs> dick. <laughs> I but, think uh, Bill Paxton's the only one to be killed by Predator, Alien, and Terminator, right? Oh, and the, tri- the trifecta. <laughs> Can you imagine him getting a phone call for James Cameron? He's just like, whoop, I'm finna get paid and I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to get back on that, yeah, yeah, I was like, I, I never saw the show, but I heard about it. Like, I know it was, was only like, 13 oh, episodes, so... <laughs> a lot of people probably didn't see it. <clears throat> yeah, it was one season, and the only reason that they stopped it was because Bill Paxton passed away. So, mm-hmm. but it's on TV too. So, I mean, how gritty and dirty can you get on TV? That's the thing too. You can't. Yeah. I don't think you can make a good series for cable TV like HBO does or mm-hmm. Showtime or somebody else because they have the freedom to, you know, you can show booby, you mm-hmm. can cuss, you can make a really good story. Mm-hmm. And tie it into the cinematography in whatever you're doing as well. And I think TV's just it's cheesy. Like I was watching some I think nine one one or Texas nine one one when uh Rebecca's family was in town and I was like, How do people watch this bullshit? Like it sucks. I, I can't I can't watch cable TV. <laughs> don't like uh those basic channel shows and stuff like that, they get yeah. fucking views, man. Like the oh, highest yeah. rated show yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. It, I want to say it might be a C, uh, like a CSI show or something like that. They get like 15 million views because you know everybody has those channels and like that's a show you can watch 
no matter what. Like you're not. I'm pretty sure like some seasons, like individual episodes, they have like storyline and stuff like that. But basically, like, all right, this is this whole thing is going to get solved at the end of this episode and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, they and the, and those actors make fucking bank. Oh yeah, like, because yeah, and it's true. I mean, my mom watches something once a night every night. Mm-hmm. And it's a different show here, a different show there. She watches that nine one one show. She watches um, Gordon Ramsay. You know, it's just mm-hmm. something. You know, it's just something to catch the viewers and it's just something yeah. for them to do. Especially nowadays, during this whole oh, it's not really a quarantine anymore. But before, when there was a quarantine going on, it was giving people something to do. So I think that's why people actually watch them. I mean, I've never I've, I, there's not one show on cable TV that I watch. That I might be. Maybe the Young Rock, but that's for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree with that you can't go as great. And then, like the shows that do try to go as great and stuff, they get canceled, or like oh. they, or, or like you know, they get like, uh, or they'll go on for a couple, a couple seasons, and then they get canceled like premature and stuff. But, like I remember the show, like uh, I think it was called uh, was it Southland? It was like Regina King. She was a cop and stuff. Oh, like I remember that. that. Yeah, like that, you know, that was pretty good and stuff like that, but like that didn't get to finish that. And uh, uh, H- Hannibal came on uh, NBC. Yep. Like, uh, I didn't I, I didn't get to watch. I saw a couple episodes on Netflix. I was like, God damn, how the fuck was this on basic TV? <laughs> like, that's a, that's a bloody show. I was like, shit. <laughs> and then you look up and it's like, I think it only got like three seasons. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of see why. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll definitely get into like a TV <laughs> episode later about that and stuff like that. But uh, so I want to say, like, was it hard for you to see Denzel as a bad guy, Frank? No, because he did it so well. Yeah. Well, maybe if it wasn't go- like if he wasn't good at it, yeah, it'd be hard. But. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could, like, if you could see Eddie Murphy in that character, no, yeah, that would be definitely hard to see someone, <laughs> someone like Eddie Murphy or Will Smith, uh-huh. you know, someone that plays like the good guys on TV, uh-huh. you know, Will Smith with the Fresh Prince, Eddie Murphy, you know, Beverly Hills Cop and all that. Like, if you brought the Beverly Hills Cop character into Trading Day, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Axel. <laughs> it had, it had to be Denzel. <laughs> I mean, either Denzel or Samuel L. Jackson. But I can't see guys like Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, um, Don Cheeto, um, Terrence Howard. Maybe Terrence Howard could have done it. I think Don Cheeto, maybe. But I don't I think, like, I don't know. I don't know about Terrence Howard. I think Don Cheeto more. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of need somebody that can play a dark character that you kind of like and you feel bad for liking him. Mm-hmm. But Terrence Howard did that in a fighter, didn't he? What movie was that? With, he was uh, managing Channing Tatum? Yeah, that's fighting. Yeah, that's, that's fighting. fighting. Yeah, he did that in yeah. fighting, and he was actually like the the sleaze ball. But like, but yeah, he just you know you hated the guy, but you you know. I'm, I'm I don't very... think he plays a good sleaze ball though. Like he plays a bad character, but not. Mm. I don't know. It's not. I don't, I don't think it's good enough. Like you, you gotta like also think like with the context. Like this is two thousand one. And like Denzel had never like really gone like this and stuff like that. Like this, like still to this day, I have a aunt. She doesn't like this movie because she was like, he played it too well. And I'm like, damn, that's his job as an actor. She was like, uh-uh, I think that's his real personality. I'm like, you think Denzel Washington is a corrupt cop? 
How old was Danny Glover <laughs> when this movie was made? I think Danny Glover probably could have played it off too. Frank, he was too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into that one. <laughs> he was too old to make the weapon. He's definitely too old for this shit. Now, another character, I think. Oh, what about the Ethan Hawke character? Do you think Ethan Hawke, they got it right with him? Who else? Yeah. Like I said, yeah. You wouldn't want to say like a Jake Gyllenhaal, Leonardo DiCaprio. Ooh, Jake Gyllenhaal, maybe. I think Jake could have played it. I think Jake could have done it. But it's just, I really love Ethan in this role. Yeah, I think Ethan nailed it. Jake Gyllenhaal, I just, I'm getting end of watch. Mm -hmm. So I think he could have pulled it off too. So, but yeah, I think Ethan, and you know, like he... You know, uh, bringing up like the superstar thing and stuff like that. Like, I, like 2001, like Leo's a fucking big ass star. This is after Titanic and stuff like that. He might not have took a supporting role and stuff. Uh, it, 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 and, you know, it might have just been like the Leo mm-hmm. movie and okay. stuff. You know what? And I didn't then, think about that though. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I definitely can see him like doing it. Because if you think about it, the Ethan Hawk character was a supporting actor. Mm-hmm. You have to think. Yeah, Leo, I think after Titanic, he went straight to lead acting. I think probably the only one he was probably kind of supporting acting was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But even then, him and Brad Pitt were like two lead actors in one movie. Yeah, yeah. they're supporting each other in that role. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. uh, it was, uh, was Django he was supporting in. Yeah, Django he was a supporting True. actor. And like that was a big thing. I was like, oh my God, Leo is a supporting actor. This is so crazy. And like, you know, all their press for that. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up like actors for different roles. I'm glad you brought up like Will's. Like, I think Will is a pretty good actor, but he has like this kind of thing, this clean cut image, and this like he he tries to be likable when that comes off in his acting. Yeah, and that's and that's why I can't see anyone. Yeah. Besides, like either Denzel or Samuel. Because if I would have yeah. saw Will Smith in that movie, I would have just saw The Fresh Prince. If I would have saw <laughs> Eddie Murphy in that movie, I would have just saw Donkey. <laughs> so, just, Not even Axel, just... You know, just straight Donkey. Um, Damn. Oh, think about it, when has Will Smith ever played a character that you hate in any movie? He's always the good guy. He's always a protagonist. Mm-hmm. He's always somebody that... Uh, I mean... What's that movie he just came out in? Where he does like the clone... Oh, Gemini Man? Gemini yeah, Man. Yeah, that one. He kind of plays a, a bad guy because he has an evil clone. Yeah, but he wasn't a gritty bad guy. He was still yeah. a good bad guy. I like... Uh, it's not a gritty bad guy, but I, I, I like the man Ali. He was, he was phenomenal in yeah. Ali. Yeah, So, uh, yeah. But... Uh, just, like, throw it out there and stuff like that. I should have thrown this out the last one so that he was up for the part of Django. He was going to be Django. Yeah. What? I heard about that. Yeah, yes. I heard about that too. He nah. he didn't he didn't want to take it because he didn't he didn't feel it was the lead character because he didn't get to kill Calvin Candy. Like he was like, if I'm the lead character, I got. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? My like, boy, yeah. Quinn. I heard Tarantino. about that though. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you getting Quinn Tarantino's dialogue and stuff like that. Oh man, I just but don't Jamie, think he wanted to be in that. Yeah, I was like, but Jamie Foxx killed it though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes things work out and sometimes things don't work out. But, yeah, yeah, you want it. But, yeah, like, I think, like, you know, with the full context about that, because, like, I read, like, the NCAA, uh, the NWACP came to see Denzel on the set. And they was like, why are you doing this? And he was like, what? And he named a couple of actors and stuff like that. And he was like, well, they can play bad guys, but I can't. 
And he's like, you know, people would ask him, but he's like, he's like, I'm an artist and I want to do this and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, uh, you know, I, I always read about like actors, like whenever they play like these type of roles or like bad guys, like, like Lakeith Stanfield and Judas and the Black Messiah. And it's just like, <clears throat> you, they, you have to get into this mindset. Like this is a person and you know, uh, you don't see them as being bad and stuff like that. Like you, you, you not necessarily like sympathize with them and stuff like that, but you got to get in that mindset of this is the role and stuff like that. You you can't really go in like judging them and stuff like that. And I like to think of it like a Morton Scorsese movie. Like he doesn't judge his, you know, evil characters and stuff like that. Like in uh, Goodfellas, Casino, The Wolf of Wall Street. These are terrible people, but he doesn't really judge them. He he just gives you like what they do. Mm-hmm. And, that, and a lot of people feel that, 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 you know, he glorifies them and stuff like that because, like, they don't probably get, like, the just dessert that you want. Like, Henry Hill maybe should have died, but he didn't in real life. He went to witness protection program. <laughs> uh, Sam uh, from Casino probably should have died. He didn't. He was still being a sports bookie. Jordan Belfort in the Wolf of Wall Street probably should have, uh, you know, probably should have uh, lost everything. He went to jail, came out, came a motivation streak, and that ending at the end is people, us being the audience, be like, "Damn, this is—he's a terrible person," but I still want to be rich like him. Because <laughs> he lived in that movie, he lived this fucking extravagant life. Yeah, was, you so. envied it because he's doing cocaine out of the ass. Like, come on. <laughs> 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 and, and, and I think like that goes to like what Denzel was saying about like taking on these type of roles and stuff like that. And I just, I, I just keep going back to like he's very charismatic. Like he's he's making a point about this. He's like like go back to it takes a wolf to catch a wolf, and you just like damn that makes sense. And like even towards the end and stuff like that, you just like you like man this is fucking Denzel. This is this fucking charming. And doing this and stuff like that, but you see him do very disgusting things and like morally right. And he tell you he's like, Oh, I wasn't always like this. I used to be just like you. And you're like, what the fuck happened? So, but yeah, uh just Denzel in this role and stuff like that. Like, this is like one of my, you know, favorite roles for him and stuff like that. Like, you can go back and look at his whole career and stuff like that, where he's just playing like these very nice guys, always phenomenal, by the way. John Always Q. Most of the that he came from, remember the Titans to do this. Yeah, he went from a Disney exactly. movie to uh, Training Day. It's just, I mean, unless you're what like Leo <laughs> going from Titanic to Django, um, it's just like really unheard of to go from one kind of movie to like another. And that just shows you, man. Like you know, you get some of these like dynamite actors and stuff like that you just like kind of like give them little notes here and there and stuff like that and you just let them go to work mm-hmm. uh i read like antoine fuqua like he said like it it uh it they had trouble breaking character like ethan hawk and denzel washington and he was like he would just tell the cameraman fuck it keep that shit rolling <laughs> you know because you know sometimes like he was like you know like he wasn't able to get everything but like yeah you get like little like uh we were talking about like uh the King Kong line, like, I, I read, like, you know, he forgot the next line of dialogue and he just improvised that. That's a fucking, di- that's a dynamite-ass moment. <laughs> just to know that he forgot what he was going to say and he's just like, King Kong ain't got shit on me. He's just like, whoa, what did that oh, come yeah. from? If you look at that scene, yeah, you could tell that the majority of that, that speech was improvised. He had that and, look on his face that, like, oh, shit, what do I say next? And then, okay, let's just fucking say this. I, I love the look of the crowd of the people. Like they're just done with them. They just like, man, shut up. 
<laughs> and you can see him like throw their hand at him, just like walk away. There's like this motherfucker, just like he went from being all powerful to just pleading with Ethan Hawke for the money and stuff like that. And I I love that Ethan Hawke character was a, a football player, and the guy Sandman knew him. He's like strong safety. And he's like, yeah, how you know that? I knew all the good players. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke throws like two punches in his movie, and he's like, <laughs> he knocks people like, uh, like he fucking takes Dr. Dre off his feet, and then like he punched <laughs> Ethan Hawke like in the last fight, or he punched Denzel in the last fight in the scene and stuff like that, and like he fucking like I was like, damn, Ethan Hawke is whooping Denzel ass. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Just like, <clears throat> like this is just on the ground, like with blood and stuff like that. I'm like that, like Frank. You know I'm a big before trilogy fan, and we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> Fucking Jesse punch Denzel, <laughs> punch Malcolm X. Oh, that's terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, he just like he was known for playing like these great roles where he's like, you know, the main guy and stuff like that. And, and you know, at that time, I'm pretty sure that 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 and still means a lot to a lot of like black people, like seeing like this man leading role, being winning, coming off on top and stuff like that. Uh, I love him in Philadelphia where he's the lawyer for Tom Hanks, who has AIDS, like suing for like being wrongfully fired and stuff like that. He plays a man who has to overcome his own bigotry. To help him and stuff like that. I always love the scene. He's like, explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I would say, like, you know, the history of Rafael Perez and, like, you know, Denzel's career, it, like, it enriches the viewing experience and stuff like that. It just adds on more to it. And Ethan Hawke's performances over the years, it's very, very subtle, but it's perfect for it. So I have one last question for you guys, and you can answer it together separately. It doesn't matter. But what did you guys think of the end of the movie? Just because there were some people that came out and said that the ending was horrible, and <laughs> other people obviously loved it. What was your guys' take on the ending? Um, now, now that Josh explained why Denzel wanted um, Alonzo to go out like that, it makes sense. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't seem real. Like I guess because the whole movie all seemed like realistic. Everything seemed like oh shit, like a corrupt cop. Like that could really happen. Mm-hmm. Taking this guy in, but then the ending when you know when they they ambush him, I'm like in the middle of a street, you know, with nobody yeah. around, with with um with a uh, machine guns and yeah, it's just. I mean, the way Josh explains it, okay, I understand it now because that's why he should have died because he was such a bad cop. Crooked cop, like he needs mm-hmm. that that going out with with a bang. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, maybe do it another way, not this way. Maybe kidnap him and then take him somewhere. Because being out there in the middle of <laughs> the street doing that, it's just mm, I, I mean, everything was good. I it questioned I questioned the end, but then Josh made sense of it. Why didn't I want to attend like that? So I, I gave it a I gave it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. That I like it. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it, it, it it definitely seems like unrealistic when I think about it. So then he's like, "Damn, just this is an empty street." But if you listen closely, when Ethan Hawke is going into the house, like in the uh, the news reporters playing, there was like local hero cop Alonzo Harris gunned down for some like a, a high level warrant, and he was like, "What?" 
That didn't fucking happen. It made you think about any time, like, you see some shit that happened on the news and, like, how they're explaining it. And you're like, damn, maybe, you know, like, that didn't really happen like that in real life and stuff like that. And it also kind of plays into, like, the diner scene where he's, like, in the newspaper. He's like, 99% of this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you know, it also plays into the the scene where he's giving Ethan Hawke the ultimatum. Either you you take the money and you shoot mm-hmm. him or or the news. The news says exactly CCP. So I mean it's it's pretty cool that way too. Exactly. So yeah, I, I like the ending and stuff like that. And uh before we wrap it up, I also want to add another like little joking scene that I love when he told him <laughs> when he was like, You got a kid? And he's like, Yeah. A little girl, and he was like, "Me, I got all boys. Your wife want one. I'll hook you up, dog." And I'm like, "Did he? He just subtly <laughs> told Ethan Hawke he will fuck his wife to give him a son." I'm just like, "Damn!" But you, did you see that's when uh, Ethan Hawke had the the breaking? He's like, "You get, you get, you give me all the shit you want. You can talk all the shit yeah. about me, but you can't talk about my wife. Just don't yeah. talk about my wife." Uh-huh. And I thought he, he kind of like respects him for that. Like he respects him on that. And uh, breaking up like the crackhead scene, like I said, like you know, he's like sizing him up, and that's well sizing him up in that scene, and he's just like looking at him, and he's just like, damn, all right, I see you whooping their ass, I see you got it, and then like he just goes and you know takes over and stuff like that, but yeah, uh, I agree about that about like the ending and stuff like that. I I, I liked it, like I thought he went out good and stuff. Well, I, I was questionable until you explained it on why I didn't tell wanted it to end like that. No. Now I like it. What do you think, Chris? I liked it. I thought it was something that the, like a Russian mafia would do. They would zero fucks given. They're going to yeah. find you, gun you down the streets, and then just take off. Yeah. I was like, the little bit of Russian mafia that I know about. You being like, a crooked cop. A they, they have nothing to lose because it's... It's true. Yeah, and uh, bringing up the wise man singing again, like they fucking knew it too. They was like, did "Yo, we, 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 we can't save crap you." Out? Hmm? It was just like, "Yo, we can't save you." Yeah. Did we crap out? Because it keeps jumping. No, it's fine to me. It's okay. Maybe it's just my horrible internet. Thanks, Spectrum. Um, but <laughs> damn, Spectrum. Yeah, like I said, like, I, I think it's something that the Russian mafia would do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna put Spectrum on blast. But, yeah, I think mafia types would do that kind of shit. They got nothing to lose. Guy's a crooked cop. Owes them money. I think they're kind of doing the LAPD a favor, taking care of the trash. <laughs> it's a good thing it wasn't the Italian cops. I mean, New the Jack Italian City, they couldn't even think of it. The Italian gangsters in New Jack City? No, they couldn't do nothing. They couldn't shoot nothing. <laughs> I just rewatched that one the other day, too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta rewatch it. I canceled that bitch. I get another. I was like, ooh, I never tell a woman that. But I was like, that's some cold blooded shit to say. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anything else you guys want to throw in before we uh, officially end this episode? Uh, yeah, well, definitely watch the movie. It's on HBO Max. It's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it in a couple of years, or you know, if you just like in the mood for something that you've probably seen before that you just want to enjoy, I definitely say stream it. Denzel performance is phenomenal as always. Ethan Hawke performance is it's very subtle, but it's a great performance and stuff like that. And yeah, just watch it. Should ask me for the DVD and I'll lend it to you. Yeah, man. <laughs> what about the Blu-ray? <laughs> I don't got Blu-ray, Frank. I don't got Blu-ray. 
I got it before Blu-ray, okay? Oh, I got it on VHS. How about that? Oh, damn. No, just damn. <laughs> I would say watch. I would say watch the movie. It's it's a really for me being my first time watching it. I regret waiting this long to watch it. I regret to even saying, well, I was young when it came out, so I didn't really get to actually watch it in the theaters. I probably would have been allowed to watch it in the theaters, but watching it now, it's, it's a really good movie. So, Dude, 2001, I was 12 years old when this came out. I was 13, 14. Ooh. I was We're aging 10. ourselves here, guys. I was like eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, it's definitely a movie. I saw like watching it like because the adults were watching it and I just happened yeah. to be around. <laughs> I'm glad we got Frank to watch something that he's never seen before. Yeah. 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 And it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Put more of these movies out there. Not, no more I, end games. How about that? I, I would say, I would, I would also say stuff like that. Don't watch this movie with your mom. Denzel <laughs> will charm the shit out of your mom and you'll just be here. Mm, 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 something about that jacket. He'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, that. Frank will tell you, I told him, I was, I was like, hey, man, you might not want to watch it with your mom. <laughs> She'll probably be like, wait a minute, training day, come in there, jump on the couch and stuff like that. Probably kick you out the fucking house. Get your ass out. <laughs> it's me and Denzel time. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, we appreciate you guys watching. If you can, share the show with your friends and family. Subscribe to our uh, Patreon. Uh, we have an Instagram. And I was slacking because we got married, but I promise you guys I'm back on it this week. And if you guys want us to review something or you have a show that you want us to watch, put it in the comments and maybe we'll do it for the next episode. Because I think from this point on, we have a a nice little driveway that we're going to go down. And I mean, if people got suggestions, we'll we'll take it in consideration and we'll watch it. You guys agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Someone wants us to get drunk and watch a bad movie. <laughs> Just skip over that one and be like, oh, no, no suggestions. No suggest." Like the teacher that like uh, asking, can anybody answer the question? And like that dumb kid raised her hand or his or her hand. And they just like, nope, nobody, nobody. That's, that's how we'll tell you. That's how we'll do like bad movies and stuff. <laughs> nah. We should do Casa de Mi Padre Drunk. I have not seen it, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it was good, but all right. <laughs> Josh, you, yeah. we should do that one direct. Because <laughs> I just like Will Ferrell with a Hispanic accent. It's just like, nope. My only <laughs> problem with that movie before we leave, in any movie, if you break character and you keep it in the movie, that's a big no-no for me. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. silent. I know.